Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. Hi, everyone. It's great to be back at Bayside today and to be able to share with you. Uh, a big shout out to Pastor Rob and Christy for their excellent leadership and all the staff and volunteers who've been doing a fantastic job serving us all, particularly during this COVID-19 global pandemic. Uh, what a disruptive time it's been for all of us. I don't know about you, but I'm really missing catching up with family and friends, having a coffee and just hanging out. And so it's good to see some restrictions lifting and hopefully we'll be able to, able to be together again as a church community and with family and friends fairly soon. Uh, last month, I shared with you a message called How to Nurture Your Emotional Well-Being. Uh, we shared the fact that self-care is not selfish. In fact, one of the best gifts you can give the people in your world is you being a healthy person in every area of your life. And so I want to continue on that theme today. We talked about emotional health, and today I want to talk a little bit about physical health. There's an interesting prayer in the book of 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, and Paul's writing to these people living in the city of Thessalonica back in the first century. And in verse 23 to 24, he says this, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And notice the holistic interest that Paul has in this prayer for our overall well-being, uh, for our spirit, for our soul, which is our mind, our will and emotions, and also for our physical body. This tells me that God's interested not just in your spiritual life, but is interested in every aspect of your life. And so today, I want to share on how to improve your physical health, something that's really important, but Probably not a lot of sermons have been given on this topic over the years. You know, being healthy is something we all want. Uh, no one wants to be unhealthy uh, because when we're healthy, we have the energy that we need and we can pursue our purpose in life with uh, a lot of joy. You know, when you're sick, when you're not well, come on, it's pretty hard to do anything much at all without a lot of effort. Of course, health is not automatic. Uh, our health, our well-being physically is a result of the, the habits that we engage with on a daily basis. Of course, some health factors are beyond our control, but many are within our power to do something about. And so in our time together today, I want to look at some just some simple habits that can help you and I improve our physical health. And let me just say up front, we know these things. There's nothing dramatically new today. It's not rocket science. We know these things, but hopefully we can bridge the gap between what we know and what we actually do. Sometimes we don't need more knowledge. We need some help to implement more effectively, more consistently the things that we already do. So let me just share a few habits that help to improve our physical health. Firstly is just to get a good night's sleep. Sounds pretty simple, but research tells us that we need uh, on average about seven to eight hours sleep a night to have the energy that we need during the day. You can get a couple of nights with four or five hours, but you know, eventually it's going to catch up with you. You know, Sleep is a little bit like a bank. You make deposits and you make withdrawals. And in that bank account, that sleep bank account, if you're making lots of withdrawals and not many deposits, eventually things are going to bounce. And so it's important that we just get a good night's sleep. In fact, it's interesting, in the book of Genesis, in the week of creation, we have this little phrase, and the evening and the morning were the first day. You know, in the Hebrew worldview, the day began in the evening. 
began in the evening with rest, relaxation and a good night's sleep. And then you got up the next morning and you worked from a position of fullness, of rest. It's interesting in the West, we kind of work and then we crash at night to recover from the day. It's a slight difference, but in the Hebrew worldview, we rest, we sleep, we take a big, deep breath in, we fill our physical tank, and then we uh, live our life from that place of fullness. And so just getting a good night's sleep. I'm not a doctor, and so you know, d- d- talk to your doctor, uh, do a little research, but reflect. Uh, when did you have a good sleep? What were some of the contributing factors? When did you not get a good night's sleep? And what could you avoid? You know, Just having a, a nice dark room helps you sleep well. Uh, having a comfortable pillow and a comfortable mattress is a really good investment. You know, hours before midnight are better than hours after midnight. So if you're always getting to bed at one in the morning, then you know, you're already kind of behind in the quality of sleep that you're going to get. Um, not eating or drinking after 8 p.m. can help you have a better sleep. Avoiding highly mentally stimulating activities late at night also. Just some practical things. But if you're going to be healthy physically, it starts with getting a really good sleep each night so that out of that rest and recovery, you're ready to go for each new day. A second habit is the area of exercise. Uh, You know, our bodies were made for movement, for activity, and getting out, getting some fresh air, moving our our body is another key to really good health. If you read the Gospels, you notice Jesus walked everywhere. Um, He was always walking kilometers at a time from village to village. Sometimes he took an Uber donkey, but seriously, he walked most of the time. And uh, walking is really, really good for you. You know, in the West today, the number one problem is something called sitting. Did you know that the average one of us sits for eight hours a day? We're sitting and it's killing us because we're not moving, we're not up, we're not active. And so I want to just encourage you in this area of exercise, you don't have to be a gym junkie, but just getting out, walking, moving your body. Um, you know, Nicole and I have a little dog, a little pugilier named Nikki. And uh, we walk morning and we walk evening, hail, rain or shine. When you've got a dog, you just got to get out and move. And it's, it's just so good for you. And so I want to encourage you in this area of exercise. Uh, again, uh, you don't need to be a gym junkie, as I said, but just moving, just exercising, walking. Uh, I do some push-ups every second day. I've got some barbells at home. I do, do some weights. Um, we also uh, love to walk, as I mentioned. And so just walking around the block, but sometimes meandering uh, within your five kilometer radius, go somewhere different, Uh, go down a different street, visit a different park. Just getting out and moving is so very important for us. Uh, You know, I injured some discs in my back a few years ago, Um, slipped a few discs, was in real agony, and I had a really good physio and through a series of exercises and stretching, I was able to see that pain go away. Even today, every second day, I do those stretching exercises. And when I do those exercises, I have no pain in my back. And my physio said, motion is lotion. You've got to keep moving. You've got to keep moving. And so exercise is another important factor in our health. Uh, Thirdly is our diet. The food that we eat has a big impact on our physical well-being. You know, if you've got a car and in the petrol tank, instead of putting petrol, you put some grass and some gravel and some oil and maybe a bit of cordial. Uh, You know, you can fill that tank with all that stuff. How many know one day your car's going to break down? And you can lay hands on your car and go, in Jesus' name, be healed. Uh, Can God heal your car? Of course God can. 
God's God. God can do anything. So God can heal your car. Will God heal your car? Well, could I suggest to you that probably not, because if you're putting stuff in the petrol tank that the car was never intended to run on, it's inevitable that it'll break down and God's probably not going to always come and bail you out. You're probably going to have to take all that stuff out and start putting the proper fuel into that tank. What's the point? Well, you know, if we're feeding on a whole bunch of stuff that's not good for us, eventually we're going to see our physical body break down. We can ask God, would you heal me? And times God does, but more often than not, we have to learn to make some changes to the habits in what we're eating. You know, the average lifespan uh, here in Australia for men is now 80 years of age. And for women, it's 84. And that's good news because those figures have increased in the last five years. Uh, but you know, the health adjusted life expectancy, that's called HALE, health adjusted life expectancy, for men in Australia is only 69. And for women, it's only 71. The research is telling us we're living longer, but the last 10 years of the average person's life is not what you'd call healthy. And that's because we're not resting well, we're not exercising, we're not eating healthily, and therefore we may live longer, but we struggle with some health issues often in those last 10 years. And my theory is the best gift I can give my family is me living a long life, but also to be as healthy as I can within my control. A few years ago, Nicole and I were reflecting on our health. Uh, I've got a history of high cholesterol in my family, so does Nicole. I've got a history of heart disease. My mum died of a heart attack very suddenly in her mid-60s. And so we started doing some reading and research. We watched a documentary called Forks Over Knives, which looks at the myth that you need meat for protein and you need dairy for calcium and encourages a whole food, plant-based diet. We also read another book called How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger, New York Times bestseller, How Not to Die. A pretty crazy title, huh? But he looks at the 13 leading causes of death in the world today. And he shows that each one of these causes of death are caused uh, most frequently by the food we're eating, can be prevented by eating more healthily, and can actually be reversed by a whole food, plant-based diet. And so, you know, his point is we're all going to die one day, but why die of something that's preventable? And so Nicole and I made some changes. We moved to a more vegetarian uh, approach to our eating. And, you know, in the last couple of years, uh, I've lost 10 kilograms. And so my energy's up. We're feeling healthier. We're feeling better. Our overall well-being is improved just by thinking about the kind of food that we're uh, taking in on a regular basis. And so to be healthy... Uh, we need to think about getting a good night's sleep. We need to think about exercise and movement, whatever works for you. Uh, we also bought some bikes recently. We're enjoying a, a little bit of bike riding. Do something that's fun, that's enjoyable. And then thinking about the food that we eat has a dramatic uh, impact on our well-being. Again, I'm not a doctor, so get some medical advice. We're all uh, wired differently, but no doubt eating healthier food is going to have a big impact on your overall physical well-being. Another habit is the habit of rest, taking some time not working. And I'm a real activistic person. I love work. I get energized by work, but we're not designed to work continually. In fact, in the Old Testament, if you didn't keep the Sabbath, the day of rest, they actually killed you, which is pretty crazy. Nowadays, we just kill ourselves when we go and go and go and go and we never take a rest. 
You know, like rubber bands, we're all designed to stretch. We've all got the ability to stretch. But if you stretch continuously without ever relaxing and resting, eventually you're going to have some cracks and it's going to affect your well-being. And so learning to take some time off, learning to take some rest where we shut the computer, where we stop doing and just enjoy being and take some time for Sabbath is really, really important. You know, uh, in the area of productivity, uh, the research is telling us now that managing our energy is just as important as managing our time. There was a season where time management was all the rave. How do we get more done in, in the time we have now? There's a focus on energy, that energy is just as precious as your time. Uh, in fact, if you were going in for open heart surgery, would you like your surgeon there on time? Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> you want the appointment in their diary. You want them rocking up on the day you're having your surgery. But you don't just want their time. What kind of mood do you want the surgeon in? You want the surgeon a little nervous that day or a little angry or a little bit hungover? You don't just want their time. You want their energy. You want them to be focused and giving uh, you the best in that moment. You're in the workplace, the biggest problem today is not absenteeism, it's presenteeism. People who rock up to work, but they're not really there. Their body's there, you've got their time, but they're hungover and they're not really engaged and they're not really productive. So it's not just managing our time, but managing our energy. And if you think of nature, the way God set up the world, nature operates on this incredible rhythm. Uh, the tide comes in and then the tide goes out. Uh, we breathe in and then we breathe out. Imagine if you just breathed out all day. It's not going to be a good day. <laughs> you can't just breathe out. You've got to breathe in and then breathe out. Uh, the sun rises, the sun sets. Uh, if we put your heart up to an ECG meter, you're going to have this wave, this rhythm that looks like this. And if, you're, if your ECG meter looks like this, <laughs> then you're in trouble. Uh, yet many times we live our life like this. We go, 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 go. We are constantly engaged and we never rest, we never recover. All of nature is saying life is to be a rhythm of activity and rest, of engagement and disengagement. And if we don't get that balance right, it affects our physical well-being as well as our overall life. Uh, you know, back in 2002, I had what I'd call an emotional valley. Um, I don't really know what was going on. I uh, wasn't sure whether it was a midlife crisis or a wilderness experience or an attack from the enemy, but it took everything within me just to get through the next appointment, the next meeting. And I was more pleased when something was done than when it was happening or when I was leading up to it. I was in this valley and it wasn't just a quick snap out. Uh, I, I had to walk through this valley and with some help from a counselor and a coach, I realized that I was suffering something called adrenaline exhaustion. I had been living at a pace that wasn't sustainable. Uh, I would go to India with a missions team for two weeks and we'd be doing big uh, outdoor meetings at night with tens of thousands of people and the day would be handing out sewing machines to widows and helping those in poverty. And so I'd be there for two weeks and then I'd get back on a Friday night, I'd preach five times on the weekend and then on Monday, jump on a plane, go to America. I was living a passionate life. Do you know what? <laughs> my body and my emotions eventually shut down and said, we refuse to live at this pace. And so I was in this emotional valley and uh, eventually I came out of it. I had to make some changes. I had to make some adjustments. I was engaged all the time, but I wasn't having an equal time of being disengaged. I had plenty of activity, but the rest didn't match that activity. 
And so over time, you have to change your mentality from being a marathon runner to being a sprinter. Now, nothing against marathon runners, but if you ever looked at a marathon runner, what do they look like? <laughs> they're pretty gaunt, they're pretty skinny, they look a little bit like greyhounds. You know why? Because they run and they run and they run and they run and they run. They're going all the time. What do sprinters look like? Well, sprinters are pretty buff, they're pretty muscular, because you know what? As intense as the race is, within 100 or 200 meters, they'll rest. So they engage and then they rest. I think it's helpful to see your life as a series of sprints rather than a marathon. If you've got the marathon mentality, you just go and go and go until you drop. There's a, an evangelist called George Whitfield, and he once said, well, I'd rather wear out than rust out. <laughs> kind of sounds like a pretty cool statement. But you know, he died at age 55 because he didn't balance all his ministry activity with his rest. In contrast, his peer, John Wesley, lived well into his 80s. He was busy, but he says, I'm never in a hurry. And he learned to balance, to have a rhythm of life that has activity and rest. And so I like this idea of life as a series of sprints. When you go to work, when you've got a ministry opportunity, when you're volunteering, you want to give it 100%. But you can't be doing that all the time. You need equal times of being disengaged, of refueling of replenishing and renewing your strength. And so think about your rest and your activity and your energy. In fact, a good question is to look back on this week and say, uh, when was I energized and when was I drained? We all have energizing activities and draining activities. And you can't eliminate the draining activities. But the more we can uh, focus our time and energy around what we're good at, what our strengths are, the more energy we'll have. The things that drain us are usually things we're not good at, but they'll energize somebody else. And so as much as possible, focus on the areas of your strengths and the areas where God has given you gifts in, and you'll find that there's a lot more energy in your week. And so physical health is affected by our sleep, by our exercise, our movement, by our diet, the food we're eating on a daily basis, by our rest and our Sabbath and our time off, and also by managing our energy. And so think of life as sprints. You can't be running all the time. You've got to have some breaks. You know, even if you've been working, you probably found some times where you work, 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 and there's this law of diminishing returns where if you have a break, come back to it, you're often fresh. And so as we wrap this up today, God is interested in all of your life, not just your spiritual life, your emotional life, but also your physical health and well-being. Some aspects of our physical health are beyond our control. Each of us have unique circumstances. But through good habits, pretty much every one of us can improve our physical health and well-being. So I wonder which habit today needs your attention. Is it just working on getting a better night's sleep and finding the help and support and advice you need for that? Is it moving a little bit? <laughs> uh, you know, don't sit so long. Just get up, take a walk. Is it, is it getting a dog? Is it uh, getting a bike? Is it joining a gym? I, I don't know what it is, but how can you get more movement into your world? Maybe that's your challenge. Is it your food? Is it the diet, the food you're eating? Is it a lack of rest or is it this area of energy management? Uh, I'd love to pray for you today that God would help you and you would know his health and strength. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you that you're interested in every area of our life our spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being. I pray for those that have joined us today that are sick, that you would heal them, that you would miraculously touch them in their physical body. But most of all, I pray you'd help us to do what we can to embrace some healthy habits so that we'll have the health and energy we need to enjoy our life and to carry out 
our God-given purpose. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Let me finish with Paul's prayer. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful. God will do his part as we do ours. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Amen. That's my prayer for you today. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. 